Hello and welcome to the Business of Data podcast. My name is Catherine King and I'll be your host. Welcome to season three. It's absolutely lovely to have you joining us. In this series, we will be talking to executives and thought leaders from a range of industries, departments and functions, all about their passions, experiences and challenges within data and analytics. Let's go ahead and dive straight into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Business of Data podcast. This week we are zeroing in on adapting departments to analytics, specifically zeroing in on the user case of the relationship between auditing and analytics. Now to talk us through this brilliant topic, we have brought in Pranav Kapoor, who's the global head of audit data analytics for Manu Life. Now, if you haven't had the pleasure of meeting Pranav before, now just a few intro facts. As I say, he has been within Manu Life uh, as their global head of decision analytics for audit innovation since November 2019. Prior to this, he's worked in a number of really well-known brands, including EY, EXL, and American Express as well. Now, if you can't find him at his work desk, I'm sure you'll find him spending time with his young son. Pranav, it's lovely to have you joining us today. Thank you, Catherine. Good to be here too. Super. Now, as is a bod pod tradition, I'll start with a nosy question first. So you are based in Toronto, Canada, I believe. But previous, you were based in New, yeah, Delhi, right. New Delhi, India. So what, what drew you to Canada? Um, I, I guess, I mean, it, it was a bunch of different reasons. I wouldn't say one single reason, really, um, that made me move, make, make that decision. Um, I've worked in India and Hong Kong for a fair bit of time and, you know, I've always been working for companies like American Express, EY, and EXL, the likes that you mentioned. And, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I did get to have some Western, well, Western professional experience. It's always been offsite based in India and the opportunity from Canada came knocking. So I just couldn't say no. And Canada seemed to be the uh, you know, the best place to be right now with its, uh, you know, different cultures all blending in together. Absolutely. Fantastic. I love that. Seizing the opportunity. What a great way to start out the, out the podcast with such a great theme. And I know we have so many uh, different people that listen and tune into the podcast every week. And I know there's going to be a certain number of parents. So how have you been keeping your young son occupied during the COVID era? Yeah, no, that's a fairly interesting question. I think I should say that our son keeps both me and my wife occupied. I think that happens 24-7. And, uh, you know, generally, you know, it's a, a typical day looks like his school starts. My wife uh, fortunately helps me a lot with these things. And, you know, she's been able to take care of his studies. Um, you know, in the evenings, we take him out to the park so that he can get some fresh air still. Uh, in the night, you know, he typically ends a day with a story or a two. Uh, so, you know, the day just flies by along with, I would say, some other minor things like work, I would say. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's a regular day. And then on weekends, we tend to take some nature walks and at least try and spend more time as a family together. But all in all, you're right. I think uh, time is just flying by. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, I think that sets the sets the scene quite nicely for, for the discussion we're about to have in a sense of seizing the moment and, uh, and also uh, going along a journey that's actually quite quick, especially in the world of data analytics. I think that's what makes it so exciting for all of us who work in that world. So set the scene for me, Pranav. What, have, or what has the audit department traditionally looked like 
compared to now? Give us the rough evolution. Yeah, that's a great question. Comes at a great time too. I think internal audit is, you know, I would say at its flux at the moment across the globe. Uh, internal audit function is one of the most critical functions, as you would imagine, in any organization, right? They are the ones who keep the risk in check and they are the ones responsible for going back to the business and even telling them how things are, right? Um, you know, internal audit is always being evolving and uh, looking at the risk that come into a digital world right now. There's so many changes happening at any point in time. Um, you know, internal audits department now have been leveraging a lot on the power of analytics. They're trying to do what more can be done through digitally uh, to make the IA function not just a very, um, you know, a risk-oriented uh, function, but also an innovation function by itself with strong use cases on advanced analytics, uh, robotics, RPA automation. Um, there is a lot of work that, you know, all of the IA departments, I would say, are working towards uh, continuous auditing. And that just becomes one more big function that we believe is gonna be uh, one of the game changers within the audit industry. Fantastic. Now, uh, I mean, that's a brilliant overview there, but what are the biggest challenges you've been working through in your role during that evolution? Yeah, that's a great question too. The, you know, the IA teams that I work for, uh, they've always had a very strong innovation culture. And you know, they've always brought new ways of working to the processes, uh, you know, with the changing world and the changing ways of business that that's been there, uh, you know. But there's also another piece, you know, to to innovate deep and fast. You know, that's what requires in mm -hmm. today's. Uh, we need to drive the innovation culture and embed digital skills and knowledge to all our auditors, and not just you know a small team or a small part of the team that would be aware of these skills. Um, it, it's very interesting to get our auditors onto uh, a common knowledge or a common definition of what analytics is. Uh, also get them aware of the power of analytics. I think those are the two big focus areas that we've had, at least as an internal audit business. Uh, and I want to pick right up on that point, actually, because it's something that I've certainly seen and heard before, which is that very broad interpretation of what analytics is, as you said. I mean, some people would look at what they're doing in Excel and call that analytics. Some people would look at what you're doing in Python and call that analytics. And there might be disagreements yeah. from either side as to which is analytics. So what have you been doing to overcome the challenge of that broad interpretation, kind of bringing everyone on to the same page and and uniting under that. Yeah, that that's you know that's one of the big things that that's always been the case. And I wouldn't say it's just the. I, I think you rightly said it's probably an industry-wide phenomenon rather than just you know particular team phenomena because analytics by itself is so broad brush that everything can be you know rolled up under the carpet there, or you know you could really get specific about it. I think one of the good things that we've done, and I would say it's really basic, is we've gone out there and we've been educating auditors and some of our other stakeholders on what we define as analytics, right? We present to them how the industry defines analytics. So there is a fair comparison that can happen. Yeah. Uh, tell them about how our peers define analytics. So, you know, other companies within the insurance world, other companies within the financial world of it. And we also help them with examples on how analytics has been used within our industry, right? Mm -hmm. You could talk about uh, broad financial services level, but also very specifically to the audit level, right? And then these, you know, this has helped the auditors to come back with a clear vision of what analytics is and, you know, 
at least for all of us to stand common to say this is how we would define uh, analytics and you know that just becomes much more of an easier conversation then uh, rather than you know we all figuring out our own sweet world of what we define as analytics yeah absolutely i mean and as you say it's not just specific to, to the department and i mean you could take any concept from data data analysis a wider thing what data literacy means what data culture means what governance means that they are interpretable and I think actually doing that work of finding a definition and making sure everyone runs with it is actually very important um, to make sure that you're starting off in the best way possible. Yeah, so, absolutely. You set the scene there for me perfectly. Now we know where audit has been and where you are now, but what are you looking towards? I know you mentioned there the, the consistent um, auditing rather than kind of going in one off. So what, what, what other end goals do you have? Um, I think our goal, our end goal is very clear. We want to be the innovative function within the audit group. We want to be an exciting place to work, right? Uh, in my utopia, um, the auditors will have analytic skills and the DA, the data analytics group, which is my group, uh, will become an innovation function. So that, you know, you can best leverage each other's skills and the auditors have this basic understanding or ideas on what analytics can do. And they have basic skills to go out and do that work by themselves. But when it comes to more innovative advanced functions that have to be used, then they can leverage uh, the team's central expertise there. Super duper. So the end goals aren't too hard then. I love that, just uh, being yeah. very innovative. And I think, as you say, I think there can be a bit of a perception about audit. I think it can be, it almost falls into the same bracket as governance as information security where it could be the department of no the department of traditional thinking and actually it's really a, a breath of fresh air to hear from you actually you want to be a nice place to work you want to be attracting talent you want to have that innovative and flexible thinking so i think that's really really great to, to hear and make sure that we're spreading that message on the podcast as yeah, well. for sure <laughs> and um, yeah. Now, I, I know many departments will, will suffer with siloed thinking. It's something we've covered extensively on the podcast and, and our other formats as well. But I am keen to know, because I think you've got a bit of a story to tell of how you've been actively encouraging your team members to think from the business perspective as well and making sure that business link is, is constant with the work that, that you guys do. Yeah, no, I mean, again, I think if I leverage all my experience for the last, you know, 10 years that I've been working through the, within the analytics function, I can tell you that how easy it becomes for any data analytics team to become very siloed because you're talking about people that have a very core set of expertise and they tend to work in that direction, right? And then, you know, working with the business comes with its own set of challenges because you don't understand the business that well. So in a way, you know, it's a vicious circle because, you know, uh, you have to figure out how to best apply the analytics, right? Um, you know, what we've been doing is we've been asking all our team members to participate in all discussions with the audit teams. So it doesn't matter whether, you know, the DA group is required at that stage or not. Uh, we, we still make sure that we participate as a group on that audit engagement itself. So every bit of knowledge there that helps, right? Uh, what also happens is the incremental knowledge they get every time uh, that, they, they're, that they're on this discussion, it helps them eventually stitch their picture together when they are actually working on something, right? Or they are actually trying to build a query, uh, they're able to stitch the picture together to what the business needs and how the business works in a particular manner, right? Uh, I, I think this has really helped, uh, I would say my team and both auditors 
to you know to figure out what analytics can do for them and for us to learn the ropes around the business also very fast. So I think it's it's you know it's a win-win situation that we've at least had to some extent there. Absolutely, I love that. That that is it's, it seems to be a theme that keeps occurring on my on my podcast recently, and I love that the win-win that actually is a give and take, and that you guys aren't just going in and requiring loads of information or or impressing on uh, whatever processes it is that you need to, to work, but actually you taking away key learnings from from the business side as well, which, uh, as you say, rather nicely, it's a win-win. Now. How have you been using automation to improve your auditing processes? Again, I know you have an interesting story to tell here. Yeah, no, again, I think um, automation has been the reason, I would say, big trend within the last couple of years, right? I think it's opened up so many opportunities for different functions and different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I know different. We've realized that, you know, there are ways to optimize our processes. And that's what you know the big you know the small starter there has been. It's it's a small step that we took to realize what processes can be best optimized and automated in that manner. Right? However, at the same time, I think I do mention that I think the biggest opportunity we believe is to provide uh, continued assurance to the businesses. And I think you know if you thought about audits being done every couple of years, instead of that, if you can use automation to run these audits uh, pretty much when you desire or even you know, in real time, I think that's the piece uh, where continuous auditing processes become very interesting then. Um, and you know, we've been having discussions uh, within our industry pair group, and you could really see um, you know, a high demand within internal audit teams to push in that direction. Um, and everyone in business sees the value around it. Um, so I think that becomes just a big win for automation within the internal audit teams. Absolutely. And I think it's one of those fantastic user cases of automation really, really empowering the business. I mean, the, the fact that you're able to make small changes uh, in, in, in what you need to do consistently, as opposed to, as you say, in, in two years time, realizing all of this has not been done correctly. And then you've got to do a huge pivot, yeah. a huge amount of work. And, and actually just pivoting ever so slightly really changes that um, that that direction of, of what you're sure. doing and uh, and as, as you say it, it can only help with the wider departmental buy-in of of utilizing analytics more effectively because it makes life easier and that at the end of the day is what yeah. people want right is you want it yeah. to be easier for people to use yeah it, it's a small step at the moment right which you say okay let's make processes easier and for people to understand what automation really could do mm-hmm. and then moving on to you know a more wider adoption around automation and then you know going into the realms of intelligent automation is what i would say would be the core analytics uh, segue absolutely now if you've if you've been tuning into the bob pod for a while you may be thinking back to a previous episode i did with ricardo rodriguez from uh, Boxel. Now, he uh, spoke about his experiences when he used to be in the auditing department and very similar to you, Pranav, where uh, he'd implemented analytics so successfully that uh, the business was coming to him and requesting to be audited because the information was so strong. And it is a real pivot from, from, as I said earlier, the department of no or the fear 
did all the dreaded auditing. Uh, and, and it is, and it is yeah. that pivot. And I think you're, you're building on that story that actually successful use of analytics really does uh, transform how a department is seen. Now, thinking a bit broader to other departments who perhaps haven't embraced analytics in the same way, what would your message be to them or your thoughts on these ex experiences that you've had in auditing to say, you know, how how can you embrace this? What would be your your battle cry to get them on board? Um, you know, I mean, it, it's an interesting piece that you mentioned. I think um, audit, internal audit, at least to that extent, would you know, in the past, would have been fair. I think that's that's really changing now. Uh, mm -hmm. But you know, this you know what you mentioned is partly correct because I don't think uh, audit departments are the fair departments anymore, which you know they're considered more as our business partners. Uh, and you know, um, use analytics. Uh, it has helped the auditors to further discover deeper insights. Right, like you mentioned, I think departments actually coming back or business departments coming back and saying, we really value the insights that are coming to, and how do you really make them? You know, can they can they be provided on a continuous basis or not? Right. But when you look at these deeper insights, you you know, you talk to the business, and the business realizes that there are times that they would have not really had the time or capacity uh, to look at these as a part of their daily runs. Um, so, you know, in, in that context, analytics can help auditors to go back to the business and provide them with consulting advice, which I think is becoming, uh, you know, sort of an industry definition for what internal auditors should do versus, you know, then be the department that everyone fares with. Yeah, super. Now, when we caught up before, you were telling me how you're passionate that analytics not just be learned, but used in order for it to be really absorbed by the auditing department. You told me a rather sweet story about how this in inspired you uh, with, with your son as well. Yeah. I wonder if you could uh, tell, retell that story for the benefit of the audience. Yeah, no, you know, like I mentioned, I think one of our big aim this year, or you know, as a part of the goals is really to make sure all auditors have the basic analytics right? Uh, so as a part of that, we've been training auditors with uh, basic Power BI skills for the last couple of years, and we've trained a fair number of our auditors onto that particular training skill set, right? Uh, the uptake around that has been great, like we've trained more people, but I still believe the efficiency to the use hasn't been there yet, right? And we realize that this is, you know, this is basically due to auditors not using this on a regular basis. Uh, and, you know, the example that I typically used to describe is that, um, you know, when I used to take out my son to learn a new skill every time, right? I mean, he'll learn it for a short time, he'll give up and then forget about it, right? So for example, in the summers, he joins a soccer camp every summer that he's gonna play soccer there, right? And he plays there for like three months and then, you know, Canadian winters are longer, so he doesn't play any soccer during the winters. And that's when next year, you know, he's basically back at the same place where you know, he's still trying to learn what he learned last year, right? And that's what made me realize that, you know, I think to an extent we are doing that too, right? We're training, training people with some skills that if we train them now, they don't tend to use it, they tend to forget it, and then they're back again in the program. So I think just to make sure that, you know, they don't, uh, they're able to actually use this on a more active basis is, is what we've been trying now. And we've been making sure that, you know, they don't, you know, they don't forget these skills, but it's like riding a bicycle. Eventually you'll still learn it and you'll still have that skill forever. But you gotta make sure you practice enough or you ride your bicycle. 
Absolutely. And I think what's really interesting, I think, about training and then the wider data analytics environment is if you ask any leader, you would never say that data or analytics or anything in, in, in it is a destination. It's always a journey. We're always talking about it as a constant evolution. But it makes me laugh that when we talk about data literacy, for example, as a skill or analytics, we, we tend to think of it as a destination. But actually, we ought to have that same approach of it being a journey in evolution because as you've yeah. said so brilliantly there with your with your comparison with your son and the soccer club it is exactly the same if you have say three months of intense analytics course of course by the end of it you're going to know how to run certain models quite quickly or, or, mm -hmm. or produce an analysis you ask the same task six months time if you've not done any of it of course you're going to be scratching yeah. your head and thinking oh i'm not sure and i think more departments and organizations need to have that realization that actually it needs to be that journey and drip fed in order for them to really understand it as opposed to doing that kind of tick box oh yeah my team is trained on analytics. Yeah. my team is trained on yeah absolutely absolutely yeah right it's you know and it's, it's no different from any of our analytics teams too right because we learn new skill sets every now and then until the time we're invested into those skill sets. That's great. But if we forget about them and you ask me to use something two years down the line, then yeah, I'm still going to be scratching my head. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can think of so many examples in our personal life as well that we're all going to be out of practice being, I think, the first yeah. real life event we all go to. We're all going to be running around going, where's the, where's the main stage? Where's yeah. reception? How do I log in? uh because we're yeah. used to how do you really go back and talk in a big party right how do you make introductions <laughs> yeah. it's all going to be a bit awkward but anyway uh last couple of questions before i let you get on with your day for now what do you want to do over the next 12 months have you have you got a bit of a plan in front of you or are you looking a bit short to term because obviously i know that uh that the pandemic is still going to be having an impact over this next year for, for many of us so what do the next 12 months yeah. look like for you yeah, I think we have a you know very uh, we have clear few strategic projects that we know that we're going to aim for. Uh, I think I did mention some of them before, but you know just to recapture, one of the biggest one is upskilling our audit teams. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that they learn SQL and Python, and you know, um, it, it's a good definition that we have in our mind. We want them at least to be mediocre. Uh, if you look at from the audit teams, they might think they're too advanced around it, but you know, we still want them to learn. Uh, at least you know, running data queries in SQL and Python, right? Uh, we want to make sure that we're implementing a few pioneer uh, continuous automation use cases. These will become as you know as examples of what can can what more can be done within the AI industry. So we want to focus on that, uh, and at the same time, you know, to keep the engine running, we want to make sure that we are focusing and automating some of the manual audit processes. So people still feel the value of automation and you know that just sets them up on the whole analytics journey. Amazing, uh, certainly an action-packed 12 months. Now my last question to you, if you can sum up in one sentence, what would be the key message you want people to take away from this episode and get empowered? No matter what time, they might be listening with their breakfast, they might be listening with their evening cup of tea. So what would you want them to go away and think about after listening to this episode? Yeah, no, that's that's, that's good. I think, uh, you know, if I was doing that, I would really go back and say that data and analytics will impact, I think everyone knows this really impacted if someone thought that the internal audit group is not going to be using data analytics three years back, four years back, they probably know that, you know, that's really changed over the last four years. And IA has become one of the most adaptive, adopted users of analytics. 
Um, and, you know, the other piece that's interesting is the ability to leverage analytics is now much more easier. So, you know, if, if folks thought that, you know, it's always about SQL and Python, sure it is, but there are also these cells of tools uh, that a lot of folks can use and uh, a, lot of a lot of businesses that might not have traditionally dealt with analytics can still use it. Um, so I think they should be really looking forward to the use of analytics and try and embrace it, because I think that's the only way to go. Go. Wonderful. Well, as always, Pranav, it's lovely catching up with you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Great. Thank you, Catherine. I, you know, I wish the best to your users and you, and I'll continue to join your podcast too. There we go. Analytics and audit. What an interesting and innovative topic to discuss for certain. For me, I absolutely love the way that Pranav links that practical learning and use of the skills that his team have learnt in order to really understand them and apply them in future opportunities. As always, remember to subscribe to the Business of Data platform to keep up with all of the content that we produce, not just our podcasts. Also, remember, if you are listening on Apple or Spotify or any of the other wonderful podcasts, you're able to follow and subscribe here as well to allow you to keep up with every episode that we release. Do follow us on socials as well to engage with other thought leaders just like yourself. But for now, stay safe, stay well, and we'll see you next time.